Hello everyone, my name is Raquel. And I'm Stu, and together we make up the Fit Together podcast. Welcome to episode four, and in this episode we're going to be talking about how to get motivated and stay motivated. Many of you may find this topic very fitting as we enter into the new year, 2020, and we hope that the discussion and the tips that we share with you will help you develop a plan to stay motivated to achieve your goals. Before we hop into the topic of motivation, we talked about saying thank you to our current listeners. Yeah, let's do that. I think it's really important. We've had over 65 downloads of the current podcast episodes, and we're really excited that you all are listening and checking out what we have to say. In addition, we've already had engagement, which is really awesome. It shows that people are interested enough to give us feedback on our first three episodes. We want you to know that we hear you and keep the comments, messages, and suggestions coming. Yes, we really do appreciate it, and we're trying to incorporate the feedback. We also like hearing how everyone incorporates the tips we've already shared. It really means a lot to us. That's the whole point of this podcast is to give you tips that you can use and use throughout the journey. Yeah, I've received messages about, um, you know, things that listeners are already doing. For example, one of our listeners decided to pack healthy meals and snacks during a road trip, and she actually has a whole family, so she has two kids and her husband, and she packed um, healthy snacks uh, during the holidays. And then just today, um, this morning, I received a comment from a listener who decided to um, improve her fitness goals to make them smart. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. And we're only on our fourth episode, but it feels really good to hear about the personal journeys from people, and it's really the whole point, like Stu said, of Fit Together. So yeah, we just wanted to make sure to say thanks for the feedback. Thank you for letting us know that you've been listening. Thank you for giving us those updates about how you're utilizing the information, and keep it coming. All right. So we're motivated by different things. So everyone has different motivators. In order to get motivated to achieve our goals, it's really important that we understand what motivates us individually. So Stu, let's talk about things that motivate both of us. Like what motivates us and then what demotivates us? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I can think of something that motivates me. Um, Kisses. (laughs) (laughs) i do like i like when um i like that we say that whenever we fight we're going to kiss at the end once we resolve it that actually is a motivator for me because it i know like where the end is so if we kiss it's over cool i'm happy (laughs) okay i didn't know it meant that much to you so that's that's cool that's good to know Uh, for me i would say mine's more fitness geared mine is how i feel at the end of a workout Knowing that I just had that opportunity to push myself, I had that opportunity to, you know, really engage in something that I find enjoyable, that motivates me. Like every day, I really look forward to my workout. When I leave the gym, I just feel way different. It's like I'm a totally different person. Like if I had a bad day and I go to the gym and when I leave, it's like I just forgot everything that happened during the day and I just feel totally different, and that, that really is a huge motivator for me. Hmm. I guess a, like, relation, like, I guess another type of motivator, I guess a career one for me, if I'm not going with relationship, 
would be um, building um, trust. Like, so within the work environment, I find that if I'm able to, like, build connection with people and build trust, that's a very strong motivator for me at work. Like, I, I love, like, building connections and knowing people can depend on me. Um, that's a strong motivator for me. That kind of makes me think of, like, a relationship motivator. I would say doing like little things for you like how i see you react when i do those little things <laughs> I that know definitely is a, a, a motivator because it's like oh wow she really liked that so i'm gonna try to do something like that again so that is definitely like a relationship motivator seeing how you react to those little things that i do most recently my 31st birthday the surprise that you threw me oh my gosh i was I, so excited i told excited. you why i did that <laughs> so raquel plays flag football and one night she had a flag football game. I surprised her at her game and I just showed up and watched her game. I didn't tell her I was going to be there or anything. And I remember she like came over on the sidelines one time during a timeout and she saw me and she just like freaked out. And I was like, wow, she's this excited about me surprising her at her flag football game. You would have thought I didn't see you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you would have thought we were still doing long distance. But yeah, so that kind of like started the ball rolling. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to put something together for her birthday if this little surprise meant that much to her. It was amazing. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, a fitness motivator for me is getting stronger. So when I see that I'm able to do like more pull-ups or do more push-ups or, you know, like like anything like that I see I'm I'm like constantly improving or progressively getting better. Yeah, that's a motivator for me. It makes me just want to like go in and go harder and try to figure it out. What can I do next? Yeah, that's understandable. That's that's awesome. I would say another fitness motivator for me is just how it reduces stress. Like it kind of goes along with what I said about the first one about how I feel so much different after my workout, but just the stress relief, like I genuinely think part of the reason I'm such like a low key, not stress free, but like low stress person is because I work out so much. It's like, I just, I, I get it out. If I have something like negative going on, I just, I go to the gym or I go outside and do some type of exercise. And I really think that's part of the reason I am like so low stress is because of that. It is definitely a zone where you can let loose a lot of stress and tension. And when you said, like, if you're having a bad day or not feeling yourself or upset, like, I feel like lately I've kind of been in, like, a, a little bit of a place. And so um, a place that is not as, like, ex as cheery. And so, like, today when I was in the gym, it, you know, just having my headphones in, canceling everything around me and just kind of getting into it. And lately I've been following your style of workout where, you know, with the, if I do four sets, the last set, I go to failure and then I drop set or a drop set and then go to failure. Okay. And so, um, so today, for people listening that might not know what a drop set is, that's kind of, she just kind of went meathead a little <laughs> bit. So a drop set is, let's say you do uh, weight, let's say you do 50 pounds and you do it 10 times on your very last set, a drop set is you would drop it to say 30 pounds right away. And then you do as many as you can with that weight. So that's a drop set. 
Yeah. So as I was doing that, those basically kill. So like, you know, you can no longer like if you're doing shoulders, you can no longer like lift your shoulders or your arms. If you're doing back, like it's no longer pulling down and those lat pull downs, whatever you're doing, it's just like ended. And so um, as you're doing that, and if you're in like not as great of a mood, it's just a chance to just like let go of that stress and just be in your own zone. And so that real that is like a way to de-stress and it is motivating um to be able to do that and so I feel like recently and it's very raw right now like in that today I felt that way um it's a really good stress reliever and that's motivating yeah awesome that's great so, how about demotivators what demotivates us I I can just bounce off of that one I just said when I don't feel like you know, as cheery or as excitable or as positive, uh, that's a demotivator for me. So it's really, that's where fit together, that togetherness helps. Like I knew Stu was going to the gym. I originally was going to go with you to the gym today and then I went by myself, but have knowing that someone else is going um, kind of helps counteract that demotivator of maybe not being in the most positive mindset or having the most positive attitude. Yeah. And then also, I think something that really motivates me is honestly weather, but so I'm going to go into how that becomes a demotivator because nice weather motivates me. I love to be outside, to go for a bike ride, take Buster, my dog for a walk, but <laughs> on the flip side, a demotivator, when it's raining or if it's like really cold outside, I am one of those people that's like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's a demotivator. And, you know, when Raquel and I were talking about demotivators, I was like, I don't really know what to talk about. But now that I'm thinking about it, weather is a demotivator. If it's raining, I don't want to go outside. If it's really cold, I don't want to go outside. So that is definitely one that impacts me. And it actually impacts me pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell them about your counter? I feel like Buster counteracts that a little bit with how excited he gets. Can you just like describe how Buster, his dog? Yeah. So Buster's (laughs) honestly probably more excited to walk in the morning. So in the morning for cardio, I literally just walk Buster. Now, not just like a stroll. It's like a brisk walk. But so like in the morning, I don't let him sleep in my room. So like as soon as I wake up in the morning and open the door, he is like literally at my bedroom door, whining and just like spinning in circles. Literally, he, like, like... <laughs> spinning in circles, and he like runs to the back door. That's where I like have the leash hanging and stuff. He runs to the back door, and if I'm not there, like right behind him, he runs back to me. Like, come on, man! Like, where where are you? Like, let's go, let's go. So like, it's actually kind of funny because like, if there's a morning that it's kind of cold and I don't want to walk, so there's been some mornings that I actually walk because of Buster. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he he helps with your demotivator. He does. Um, one that I just thought of that it doesn't resonate with me right now, but when I first started my fitness journey, resonates is anxiety. So anxiety was a demotivator for me, specifically in that I didn't know how to use the equipment at the gym. I feel like so, a lot of people say that actually. So you know, like you're seeing all this equipment, and you kind of know, like okay, like obviously I sit there. And then I know, like, how my leg's going to go, maybe. Or I know my arm goes here, but I don't know exactly what muscle it's working. So all that confusion and not knowing, like, you know, which machine should I be getting on today? Which one should I be doing together? Do I look like a a fool going around to all of them? (laughs) 
that's anxiety was a demotivator because so that's why i probably started at home using youtube videos yeah um you know five minutes in the morning like i've said previously so i think anxiety is a demotivator ways to counteract that I think I think I think we'll talk about it a little bit later, but accountability buddy. Yeah, we'll I talk about I think accountability that. buddy is a good way to kind of fight that and that way you're in it together. Fit together. Fit together. I have another one. I have one more. So another one that's a demotivator is definitely injury. So I had really bad like lower back pain and it actually traveled all the way to my like my um shoulders, down my arm, to my neck. I really had trouble sleeping. Um, that goes without saying, you know, like, do you really want to work out and do stuff when you're in such pain? Um, but what I will say is that I think lifting and strengthening my body has helped my, help the pain go away. And so that is definitely a demotivator. If you have pain, I feel you and the struggle is real, but at the same time, you know, getting motivated helps with that. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've had a couple injuries here and there too, and it's definitely hard to go and, really push yourself because pain has a way of counteracting the motivation. You can be really motivated. And when you go and you want to have a good workout and you can't do half the exercise you want to do, it does have a way of really messing with you. So I agree. So, I mean, I think it's, it's fair to say the list could go on and on and there's a number of things in life that can get us down. But, when the things that demotivate us pile up, they make us feel like we can't move forward or be productive at all, that's when you have to really push yourself and that's when you have to really say, hey, you know, today was a rough day. I had a lot going on, but I'm still going to push myself. I'm still going to go work out. I'm still going to be healthy and live this lifestyle. I'm not going to stop just because I had a bad day. Yep. And you're in luck. Because Raquel and I have compiled a list of 10 tips for getting started and staying motivated. Exactly. Yeah. So, babe, um, before we get started into our 10 tips about getting motivated and staying motivated, this conversation that we're having reminds me of a book that I read called What Motivates Me by Adrian Gostick and Chester Elton. And in the book, they describe 23 motivators. And if someone's listening and they're like unsure about what motivates him, her, them, this book could be a good resource. It helped me, so I'd recommend them checking it out. And nobody can see it, but she actually literally just picked up the book and like was trying to show you the book. But anyway... So what do you think about that book could be most helpful for people? Well, the main concept are these 23 motivators. And through the research they did, they discovered that people generally are motivated by 23 motivators. And I actually do want to tell you guys the 23 motivators to get you thinking about what specifically motivates you. And as I say them, think about which ones resonate because it can be helpful for applying the 10 tips that we provide to you guys. So the first, so let me list them out. (laughs) Autonomy, challenges, creativity, developing others, empathy, excelling, excitement, family, friendship, fun, impact, learning, money, ownership, pressure, 
prestige, problem solving, purpose, recognition, service, social responsibility, teamwork, and variety. It's possible that many of these resonated with you and maybe some are more important than others to you and maybe there's some that you don't even care about at all. All right, that's great. So if any of you are having trouble figuring out what will get you motivated, check out that book and maybe it'll help you out. As we go through our tips, we can think about the many different personalities that may listen into this podcast and how they have many different motivators. The tips we came up with can pretty much apply to any of the motivators. As you better understand your own motivators, you can customize the tips that best fit you. So our first tip is define your why. It can be easy to get blown off course. Yeah, life happens. You get something tragic that happens. You have a priority that comes up that you need to do. A lot of stuff can happen in life. But if you define your why and you know what your why is, it'll help you stay on track. And I'm an engineer, uh, and so one of the things that we do in engineering is we use this technique called the five whys. So anyone that's familiar with that immediately knows what it is, but it helps you uncover your why. And so you literally ask why five times and it helps you layer down to, you know, just not the surface of what your why is or the reason behind or your purpose for doing something helps you kind of go to the deeper meaning. That's awesome. So the next tip we have is set a smart goal and hold yourself accountable. And write it down. Don't just say in your head, oh, I have a SMART goal. Write the SMART goal down, and when you have it written down, put it somewhere that you can see it, put it somewhere that's going to remind you, you set that goal. And as you write them down, you might have several different SMART goals, and you'll start to see themes, you'll start to be able to sort them out. Maybe you have some personal goals, maybe you have some career goals, relationship goals, and it helps you get them organized. So writing them down automatically helps your brain kind of organize the things that you want to get done. Raquel's all about being organized also. Like as this podcast goes on, you'll probably learn she loves being organized. <laughs> I think thank you. <laughs> Rule number three, or not rule number three, but tip number three, be proactive. So how will you deal with setbacks and demotivators? And so I kind of explained earlier how a demotivator for me is the weather. And to be honest, when it's starting to get cold outside, we're, you know, it's January now. And let's say I'm supposed to do cardio in the morning. I'll look at the weather the night before and if I see that it's going to be, you know, 20 degrees and really windy and cold, I know that when I get up, I'm not going to walk outside. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I kind of look ahead and I think about, okay, this might be a setback. That means I'm, he'll go to the gym. He's yeah, going to walk. Yeah, He's so, going to go to the gym. So if I'm supposed to do cardio tomorrow morning and I see that it's going to be raining, I'm not going to walk in the rain. So I know, hey, I need to wake up like 10 minutes earlier because now I need to drive to the gym and do the cardio at the gym instead of just walking outside, much to Buster's dismay. (laughs) 
Buster gets sad. He gets excited, and then he's like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> I think just chiming on that, like, so how Stu kind of, like, he knows what his demotivator is, and he's looking into ways to be proactive about that. I think it is a good exercise um, with this be proactive tip to actually think about, you know, ways that your your goal can get derailed. So think about them and don't just, you know, don't just ignore them, realize that they are real and that those things will happen. And, um, you know, really don't worry about the things that you can't control. But if there are I can't derailers, control the weather, unfortunately. <laughs> you can't. But if there are things that you can set stipulations such as, hey, if it is raining, I'll go to the gym, do that. And if that means that you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, whatever it is to get to the gym, I don't know what the commute is or what the deal is or if you have something available to you or you're just doing an inside workout at your place. But think those things through so it's not just like, oh, I failed because of this. It's, oh, I, I already thought of that. It's not a, it's not something that's just going to knock you off your, your path. That's smart. Yes. <laughs> so the next tip, our fourth tip, is do it together. And so this comes up with accountability, buddy. We kind of talked about earlier how we were going to talk about accountability, buddy. This is a great time to talk about that. So Raquel and I, a lot of mornings, we'll do the cardio together. So if it's nice out in the morning, we'll say, hey, you know, let's walk outside tomorrow morning together. If it looks like it's going to be raining and it's not going to be nice weather, we'll plan on meeting each other at the gym in the morning and doing our cardio together. That way we know we need to wake up, we need to be to the gym so that the other one's not just standing there like, hey, like, where are they? And that accountability buddy doesn't have to just be about working out. It can be about eating healthy. You know, if there's a goal that you're trying to focus on eating healthier, remember in the episode three, we talked about make it smart. There's ways to make smart goals for eating healthy. Have an accountability buddy, somebody that, you know, you can maybe text and be like, hey, like, I'm really craving this. And they can say, hey, you know, you might be craving it, but remember, your goal is so-and-so. And if you eat that, it's going to mess up your goal. Yep. And with the accountability buddy, I think automatically comes you're telling someone about your goal. And one something that's really important is just like tell people about your goals. They can help facilitate it. They can help encourage you. Um, and so um, tell tell people. <laughs> Bottom line, tell people. Bottom line, tell people. And then I think with that, you know, tell the right people. You don't want to tell people that are like, oh, you can't do that, or how are you going to do that, or oh, you don't have time, or oh, I'm too busy. You don't, you don't, Nancy's Debbie Downer. You don't need that, right? You're going to tap into people that have the positive energy. So, so doing it together also means like utilizing each other's like energy in that bond and so you know like i said i've been kind of a little bit sad lately and i'm able to tap into Stu's energy to get me motivated and a lot of times i'm able to be that energy for other people um and so i think having that system of like support and and telling people what you want to do so they're aware um it really kind of helps you um so doing it together absolutely yeah that's good Tip number five, break up your goal. So I'm a teacher. I think I've kind of explained a little bit about that in the other podcast. I'm a physical education teacher. And as a teacher, you want to do what's called chunking. And basically what chunking is, is you want to break up whatever you're trying to teach into smaller parts. And so going along with this fit together podcast, 
You want to set small, obtainable goals. You don't want to say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by February. That's one month. You're not going to do that. That's not a, that's not attainable. That's not something that's going to set you up for success. We know someone's thinking anything's possible. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I, that's it's and it's good to have the mindset like I can do anything I put my mind to. But there are certain things that it's just it's not going to be an obtainable target. So if you want to lose fifty pounds, that's awesome. Let's say you know you have a goal to lose fifty pounds. Set small targets. Say okay. The first week, I'm going to try to lose three pounds. And then by the first month, I want to be down 10 pounds. By the second month, I want to be down, you know, 15 pounds. Set small goals, set small targets that you can achieve, and that's going to set you up for success. I like that. I think you covered it. Cool. All right. So tip number six, acknowledge the work you've done. Let this one resonate, cause I, I. When's the last time that you you've acknowledged all the walking you've done in the morning, or all the workouts you've done, or all the good eating you've done? <laughs> I I can't say that I've necessarily given myself a pat on the back, but studies show that you should treat yourself with rewards as you achieve your goals, and so that just helps you get more motivated. And of course, those rewards look different for each person, as we yeah. talked about the different motivators. Um, and so I think even though I can't really say I necessarily do this tip, and I'm not saying you don't do it, but well, I there's know I actually don't. <laughs> There's actually one of the videos, one of like the motivational videos that I watch a lot is Arnold. And in the speech he's given, he talks about little victories. And he talks about how little victories build up. To big ones. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and he talks about it. He says, hey, you know, it might seem like a little victory, but guess what? That little victory snowballs, and it becomes something bigger, and you keep having that snowball effect. Yeah, no. And I mean, when I think about, like, lofty career goals that I've had and things that I've wanted to do, all of them, I guess, taking from the first, the, the fifth tip of, like, breaking them up, it's like you have to break them up into small chunks and you're achieving things to get to that bigger goal. And so um, it does make sense to like reward yourself for, for doing those things, those small victories. Yeah, and it's something to look forward to. You, so you know, if you say, hey, when I reach this goal, I'm going to treat myself. And that way, it's, it's twofold. Not only are you reaching your goal, but then when you reach your goal, you know you're going to get like a little something that you've been looking forward to. I so. think I need to do better at that. I think everybody does, to be <laughs> honest. It's, it's a hard concept. Yeah. But so moving on to tip number seven, build good habits and be consistent. In order to build good habits, you have to be consistent. And a lot of times in the fitness industry, you hear buzzwords like fit, uh, fitness is you know made up of discipline and consistency. And they are buzzwords, and there's words are used a lot, but they're used a lot because it's so true. Mm-hmm. And if you're not consistent, it's it's not going to work. Like it's not going to happen because if let's say three days you work out, and then the next week you take off, when you go back, you're going to be all like you're going to be back at square one all over again. Yeah. And there's also another motivational video I listen to all all the time. It's by Will Smith, and he talks about discipline. And so, like, he talks about how a lot of times people think discipline 
is like a negative thing like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get in trouble at school be i'm gonna be disciplined but it's not that type of discipline it's discipline having and he taught will smith talks about how it's like you love yourself and when you love yourself you discipline your behavior Mm -hmm. so like and again this is i'll i'll take his example he uses an example and he says you know if you want to eat that pizza pizza cool you can eat that piece of pizza, but guess what? If you eat that piece of pizza, you're going to feel like crap. So is it really worth it? And it's having the discipline to say to yourself, hey, I want that piece of pizza, but I'm not going to have it because I care about myself and I want my body to feel good. I listened to the same one. I want to share his other example about like school. So he also has an example in there where he's like, I want to go and party out with my friends, but I want to make good grades and I want to graduate. So guess what? I'm not going to go to every single party. I love myself enough that I'm not going to like put myself out there and and do that and like, you know, just like drag my grades through the mud. And so I think he, I like how he put that twist of like loving yourself as also discipline, having that discipline is because you love yourself. And so I think that's very, very strong because there's so many things that you could look at as like, oh, what was me? Like, I can't do this. Or you're looking at, hey, like, no, I I got it. Yeah, I have this goal. And so therefore, (laughs) in order to achieve that, I'm going to do this. And so, yeah. And so I want to talk about something called the 2190 rule. Maybe some of you have heard it. If not, the 2190 rule is basically saying it takes 21 days to build a habit. So whatever habit that you're trying to build, it takes 21 days. So after two weeks, if you give up, guess what? It's not going to become a habit. 18 days into it, you're so close and you give up, it's not going to become a habit. So let's say you are trying to go for a you know 15-minute walk every morning. If you do that for 21 days, it'll actually become a habit and you'll just start doing it and it'll just become routine. And now take it a step further, 90 days to build a lifestyle. So we're talking about fitness, we're talking about healthy eating, we're talking about being more active. That's a lifestyle, it's it's a choice. And so if you can get on track and stay on track for 90 days, it'll actually become a lifestyle. Eating healthy, working out, if you do it for 90 days, it becomes a lifestyle. And I, I can't talk enough about this because it just, <laughs> it's, it snowballs because you start working out more, you feel more confident. When you feel more confident, you feel happier. When you feel happier, you attract happy people. People wanna be around you, they feed off your energy. And when you have those people feeding off your energy, you feel even better because you're like, wow, I'm impacting these people. Like, I'm impacting these people through my energy. And now you're even happier. And it's like, you want to keep working out because you feel good. And it's just like, it just, it really just seeps into so many different aspects of your life. As you were talking about, like, kind of the steps, like, of the 21 and then to the 90, it made me think about my fitness journey. Because, you know, when I first started competing, that was my first time, like, even doing that type of routine, measuring my food, doing all of that work, and it felt like work. And then finally, I'm on stage, and then afterward, I you was kept like, doing it. like it was well, just... it was kind of like a a blunder, like first, like it's like, oh, what am I gonna like? Am I really gonna do this? What am I? And then, like as yeah. I continued, 
then it strengthened. And now after these competitions, I have kept doing it. And so like, I, I don't, I can't tell you like the days or anything like that, but I can tell you that now it is a lifestyle. Like how I'm choosing to do it is obviously like the cool thing yeah. about us with fit together is it's different in how we do and, it, but it is a habit. We can maybe talk about another podcast, like post competition. Yes. So maybe there's people out there listening that have done bodybuilding competitions and they know what we're talking about when we say post competition. There might be a lot of people out there that have no idea what we mean by that. Post competition is no joke. Like <laughs> it's not a joke. Getting ready for a competition, the months leading up to it is a lot of work. It's hard. But post competition might be in my opinion even harder because now you don't have that specific Structure. goal that yeah. you're aiming for. When you're working towards a competition, you know on X date you're going to try to be in tip-top shape so that you can win. After the competition it's like what's my goal? And it's it's it it's it's a weird feeling. Yeah, no, we'll definitely definitely just have a podcast on that. Talk yeah. about like yeah, what that's like. All right. So, um tip number 8, get help and seek positive information. So, um just like listening to the Fit Together podcast and getting these tips from us, <laughs> I think, you know, when you're trying to get motivated, look for resources that can point you in the right direction. So, like get some, you know, positive information in the direction of where you'd like to go um, and help that supplement like the plan for when you set your SMART goals um, so that you can achieve them. Cool. Number nine, visualize the results. That helps you believe you can really do it. And I actually, I'm a really big believer in this. I have, I have like pictures up of bodybuilders around my house. I have quotes up by some of my favorites, favorite bodybuilders. And one of the one of my favorite bodybuilders is Frank Zane, and I actually have a quote on my fridge by Frank Zane, and it says something along the lines of, "Don't live your life by the day; live your life by the hour. What are you going to achieve in the next hour?" And so, you know, visualize that. It might sound like a lot, but really think about it. Say, "Hey, what am I going to achieve by noon today?" What am I going to achieve by 5 p.m. today? And when you visual, visualize that and set it into motion, you have a plan. And let's say for fitness, let's say you want to visualize, you know, you want to lose 20 pounds. Visualize yourself 20 pounds later. Visualize what you want to look like. And that's you hear a lot of times like in the summer, like, oh, I want to fit into my swimsuit. If that's your goal visualize that hang that swimsuit up in your closet so you see it and you know i want to be in that swimsuit by the time june 1st comes also like with visualizing so maybe something that you can't see but within our relationship um which you know that's something we want to get into a later podcast but we have lots of differences in views and so one of the things that i do to visualize results for our relationship is i envision us like being able to handle conflict and being able to be problem solvers and being able to compromise. And so as I see like us build our our individual characteristics, um, you know, just improving on ourselves, I envision like a life that would be exciting and fun and harmonious and like you know, just like I envision that even though right now it might not be like yeah. we might not well, be. Well, I mean stage. we we were envisioning trying to be in the same city together. <laughs> That's I mean, true, we, yeah. we were trying to think about, okay, how can we make it work so that we're both in the same city? 
and I mean, now here it is, and it came to fruition, and we're doing this podcast. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot to be said about that. Yes, definitely. And then one other um, kind of different take I wanted to add to visualizing results. So you spoke to like you know having you know pictures of like things and words to really amplify that vision. And something else that I do um, for me is having positive positive stimuli around. So like you see my rugs, I have this like beautiful, like multicolored, almost like a modern, I would say, um, paint <laughs> um, rug. <laughs> and for me, that's positive stimuli every day. Brightens so, the space. So like it brightens the space. And like one of the, like my goals, I, I would say, and, and right now it's not gonna be a smart goal, how I'm gonna say it, but like is to like have positive energy flowing and to be imaginative. Um, and so, like, having that positive stimuli, my rug that, like, I get to see every day, I get to walk on and it makes me smile, um, that also can be a way that you're helping to, in, you know, visualize the results. And for me, it might be a personal, um, you know, awareness and excitement um, that helps me. That was a good point. That's a different way to see it. Cool. So our 10th tip is to keep the big picture in mind. So we talked about all the things that motivate us and the demotivators that can happen. And we know the demotors, demotivators are going to happen. Um, don't sweat the small things. So like as these things come up and things derail us or get us off course from what we originally planned, zoom out, think of the big picture, and remind yourself of like, what was the big idea? What was my main point? What was so my let's, why? Let's do one for like fitness and one for a relationship. Okay. So let's say for a relationship, you and your partner have an argument. That's going to happen. Like any relationship is going to have arguments and a fight. Yeah. It's just, it's inevitable. Definitely. But if you just like focus on that argument and that fight. Oh my gosh, I want to be perfect. I wanted a fairy tale and oh, mom. Yeah, that's that's not going to be healthy. It's not going to help the relationships. But if you can take a step back and say, hey, you know what? It was an argument. It was a fight. Let's talk about it. And then you can move on from it. Yep. Resolve it. Figure out compromise. For a fitness goal, they don't sweat something small. Let's say you missed a workout one day. Now, it's going to happen, you know, like work stuff comes up, you might get sick one day, a family event might come up, and you miss a workout. Yeah, don't let it domino effect. Oh, well, I already missed one. No, so it's like I can't pick even out do and any. eat whatever I want and then not work out the rest of the week. No, I'm done. just hey, you missed a workout, it's okay. move on from it. And I feel like most people like me will, I have to miss like a whole week before I feel sad. But, you know, one for Stu. (laughs) (laughs) Stu's like one workout. I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, keep the big picture in mind. Okay, so hopefully these tips help everyone and you understand how to get motivated to achieve your goals for 2020. To recap, the the 10 goals, the 10 motivators, 10 tips whatever you want to say. <laughs> Define your why. That's number one. Number two, set a smart goal and hold yourself accountable. Number three, be proactive. Number four, do it together. Together, fit together. Fit together. Number five, break up your goal. Number six, acknowledge the work you've already done. Celebrate the little things. Yes. Number seven, build good habits Number eight, 
Get help and seek positive information. Number nine, visualize the results. And 10, keep the big picture in mind. Yeah. So resources such as um, What Motivates Me, the book that I mentioned earlier, and also the 2190 rule can help you get more motivated. And if you have any questions or want help getting motivated, reach out to us on our Instagram at the Fit Together Podcast. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes, and remember, fit together.